let's talk about coffee. If you love coffee like I do, you a girl after my own heart. Honestly, I probably talk more about coffee than I actually drink it, but it's still my drink of choice. Today we're going to talk about how to make sure you're drinking clean coffee so you can enjoy your favorite beverage guilt-free. Hey lady, welcome to the Learn to Live Low Tax podcast. I'm your host, Mary Kleinhands. Are you eating healthy but still not sure you're actually eating clean? Do you want to switch out products you know are probably toxic but you don't know where to start? Are you overwhelmed with the conflicting information out there on what is actually good for you? I completely understand. I also know what a big difference small changes towards living low tox, eating clean, and holistic health can make. On this podcast, we're going to walk this low tax living journey together. So if you're ready to start making simple swaps, grab that iced coffee or matcha latte and let's dive in. Hey friend, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Your time is valuable and I'm honored you spent it with me. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, I would greatly appreciate you leaving me a rating and review. By doing so, you're not only letting me know this podcast is helping you, but it also helps other women like you find the show. It means so much to me and I read every review. If you know me at all, you know I love coffee. I have loved coffee since I was like 12 years old and I would steal a sip of my mom's coffee. Coffee was my lifeline while I was pulling all-nighters in college. If you know, you know. There's nothing like that first sip of coffee in the morning, and meeting friends for coffee is the best. Okay, you're probably thinking I'm addicted to coffee, but I promise you I'm not. I can go without it if I need to. I've even fasted from it for a month at a time, and I usually only drink one, maybe two cups a day. Don't worry, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to stop drinking coffee. I know there are some health professionals who will tell you not to drink coffee, but in my opinion, life is too short to not enjoy your favorite beverage. If you're feeling convicted to limit or remove coffee from your diet, that is completely up to you and I commend you for your decisions. There are definitely ways to make your morning beverage healthier for you with clean options. We're going to go over four ways you can make sure your coffee is clean and some simple low-tox swaps you can make. These are not necessarily listed in order of importance. I think they're all equally important and work together to make the best coffee, but I will say number one is the easiest swap you can make starting today. So let's start with number four. Limit your caffeine intake. I know this one can be controversial, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to eliminate caffeine from your life completely, like some health coaches or doctors might. I think everyone is unique and their health journey is unique, so if eliminating that is what's best for you, I absolutely support your decision. I do think, however, everyone should be mindful of the amount of caffeine you're drinking. The reason I make this suggestion is because caffeine can affect your sleep at night, it can cause you to get jittery, and in some cases can cause heart palpitations. It is also technically a drug your body can become addicted to, which is why some health professionals encourage people to give it up completely. Again, this is an area that isn't 100% black and white in my opinion, like some other things are, so it's up to you to find out what's best for your body and stick with that. 
If, however, you are interested in limiting the amount of caffeine you're consuming in a day, here are a couple things you can do. One, start drinking half-calf coffee. I personally drink half-calf coffee whenever I can. When I make coffee at home, it's either half-calf or decaf. And sometimes when I go to a coffee shop or out to brunch, I will get half-calf when available. Please note, if you decide to completely eliminate caffeine, I suggest doing it gradually. You may be likely caffeine addicted to some degree. So I'd recommend switching to half-calf, then quarter-calf, and then to decaf so your body gets adjusted to this lack of caffeine and you don't get headaches. Number two is you can stop drinking caffeine in the afternoon. I know it's so tempting to get your afternoon pick-me-up from your favorite coffee shop to get you through the afternoon slump. I have definitely done that and sometimes still do. No judgment. However, I typically try to switch to decaf if I'm drinking coffee past noon or 1 p.m. Even if you don't feel like the caffeine is affecting your body or sleep, it probably is and you're not realizing it at the moment. The third thing you can do is switch to dark roast coffee. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but dark roast coffee actually has less caffeine than light or medium roast. The caffeine is reduced due to the longer roasting time of the beans. I personally prefer the taste of dark roast, but I also love the fact that it has lower caffeine in general. Just make sure you're not getting burnt beans because there is a difference between a good dark roast high quality bean and a burnt bean. Which brings me to number three. Drink high-quality organic coffee. Drinking high-quality coffee is a game-changer when it comes to drinking clean coffee. Unfortunately, a lot of coffee has trace chemicals and mycotoxins. I know, it's sad. Mycotoxins are a type of mold that can grow on the coffee bean, and it's not easily detected, like seeing mold on your bread or other food. Coffee beans are also often sprayed with a lot of chemicals that can cause health problems. Just like with other produce, they can have pesticides and chemicals on them you definitely want to avoid. This also applies to flavored coffee. Flavored coffee beans are very likely made with quote-unquote natural or artificial flavors, and unless you know firsthand how they're actually flavoring that coffee and how it's roasted, I would stay away from all flavored coffee. Don't worry, I'll give you some simple swaps if you love flavored coffee. I know firsthand that drinking cheap coffee, such as Folgers or any of those mainstream commercial brands, can lead to health problems. My mom used to get terrible heartburn. Even after we started eating better, she would still get it. It was getting to the point that if it didn't start getting better, the doctor wanted to put her on medication. That was until we figured out that coffee was one of the main contributors to her heartburn. As soon as we switched the type of coffee we were drinking, the heartburn went away. She hardly ever has it now, and usually if she does get heartburn, we can pinpoint it to either something she ate or coffee she drank. How do you make sure you're drinking clean coffee? I highly recommend getting a high-quality, organic, fair-trade, low-acid coffee ideally from a local roaster. Switching to a coffee that met those requirements was a game changer. Again, also make sure it's not flavored coffee. If you love flavored coffee, I highly recommend making your own. 
I personally put cinnamon and a splash of organic pure vanilla extract in my coffee grounds to give it a nice flavor. You can also add pumpkin spice to your coffee grounds in the fall for that signature flavor. Your options are limitless and you can definitely make your own coffee taste really good. The second thing you can do is make coffee at home rather than get Starbucks. Making coffee at home definitely has its advantages. For one thing, you save money, but more importantly, you have control over what exactly goes into your coffee and can make sure you're getting clean ingredients. Starbucks in particular burns their beans. They also have a lot of trace chemicals in the beans and the syrups they have are filled with sugar, artificial flavors, food colorings, and fillers. Not to mention all of their dairy options are not that great. Even if you think you're doing better by getting an almond milk or oat milk latte, you're just drinking more chemicals, pesticides, gums, and fillers. If you're someone who doesn't feel like they have time to make coffee in the morning, you could get a programmable coffee pot, set it up the night before, and have it automatically brew when you wake up. That way you can make sure you're getting the good quality coffee your body truly deserves. I'm not saying you can't go to Starbucks again. I personally do go on occasion, but I recommend making that a special treat you only get for special occasions. You could also get a black coffee or at least something that doesn't have a bunch of syrups in it. Which brings me to the number one thing you can do to drink clean coffee. Stop drinking flavored cream or syrups. If you don't listen to anything else I've said in this episode, please, please, please at least do this one thing. Please stop drinking flavored creams and syrups. Flavored creamers like Coffee Mate or International Delight are absolutely terrible for you. They are filled with bad oils, emulsifiers, fillers, additives, and artificial flavors. Just to give you an example, I looked up the ingredients to Coffee Mate's Hazelnut Creamer. I feel like that's probably a popular flavor, so it would be a good example. First of all, they try to get you on the front of the package with buzzwords, just like I've warned you about before. It says, non-dairy, cholesterol-free, gluten-free. Sounds good, right? Until you look at the ingredients. Here's the list of ingredients. Number one, water. That's fine, although it's probably not filtered and that's a discussion for another day. Number two, sugar, which is the second ingredient so we know that it has a really good amount of sugar in it. Remember, ingredients are listed in order of how much it is in the product. If you look at the nutrition label, you'll see that there are five grams of sugar for one tablespoon, which I feel like most coffee drinkers who are drinking this type of cream are usually using more than that serving size, especially if they're having multiple cups of coffee in the morning. The next ingredient is vegetable oil, which if you've listened to episode two, you know just how bad vegetable oil is for you. Plus, why do you want oil in your coffee anyways? <laughs> That's just a whole other thing. The next ingredient is micellar cassinin. I'm sorry if I'm not saying that correctly, but it is a milk derivative. I'm not entirely certain what exactly that does to your body, so I can't say whether that's terrible or not, but it isn't something that you look at it and know immediately what it is, so I would still avoid it. The next thing is mono and diglycerides. I know, sorry, that's not easy to say. 
Both of these are synthetic emulsifiers that help create that smooth texture you love and act as a preservative. The problem is these are trans fats made from highly processed oils. Not only that, but they contain trace chemicals produced from the manufacturing process. Up next, dipotassium phosphate. Again, sorry if I'm not saying that correctly. This is also an additive that is deemed safe in small amounts. The problem is people who eat a lot of processed foods are getting a lot more of this than they realize. When you have too much of it, it can cause headaches, constipation, confusion, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, and diarrhea. Also, if you have an underlying health condition, dipotassium phosphate can cause serious health issues like developing bone or heart disease. I'm not saying that everybody who drinks this will get heart disease, but you are putting something in your body that can cause that if you're not careful, so why put that in your coffee every day? Next on the list is natural and artificial flavors, which again, if you listen to episode two, you know how bad these ingredients are for you and that you want to definitely avoid them. Next is cellulose gum and cellulose gel, both of which can cause digestive issues. And lastly, carrageenan, which we know is a carcinogen. Okay, my friend, now that we've gone over the ingredients in just one coffee creamer, does this start to make you think twice before putting it in your morning coffee? You want to feel good when you drink coffee, not slowly and continuously contribute to future health problems. Not to mention, drinking that much sugar each morning combined with the caffeine is probably why you're having an energy crash in the afternoon. You might be sitting there thinking, yeah, Mary, but I don't drink coffee meat or international delight. I drink a plant-based creamer. All right, let's have a look at those two. First of all, if you're drinking Natural Bliss, you are drinking coffee meat. They're made by the same brand. While these ingredients are definitely better than the original coffee meat creamer, it still has sugar, gums, and natural flavors. However, if you have to drink one of them, this one is definitely better, but it's not clean. Even if you look up brands like Almond Breeze coffee creamers, they also still have sugar, sunflower oil, natural flavors, sunflower lectin, dipotassium phosphate, synthetic vitamin C, gum, and caramel color. The same goes for most oat milk creamers. We haven't even started to talk about syrups used in specialty drinks. The number one ingredient on almost all syrups like that is sugar, followed by natural or artificial flavors, preservatives, and usually food coloring such as caramel color. Which again, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know just how bad caramel coloring is for you. Now that I've burst your coffee bubble, I'm so sorry. Let's talk about some alternatives. First of all, if you're someone like me who doesn't like flavored coffee or coffee creamers anyways and usually drinks plain half and half, please read the ingredients to make sure you're not getting half and half that has gums or fillers added to it. I also recommend getting organic at the very least. It's still conventional dairy, so it's not the absolute best for you, but it's definitely better than other options. However, if you can, try to get grass-fed or raw milk-based half-and-half. 
Both of those are probably the best creamer options you can get, in my opinion, unless you're making your own raw milk-based half and half. Okay, so back to flavored coffee creamers and syrups. You can make your own. (laughs) Yes, it's a little more labor-intensive than picking up that coffee mate or syrup at the store, but your body will definitely thank you. You can look up recipes to try on Pinterest or Google them. I'm so sorry. I don't have a recommended recipe since I don't use flavored creamers in my coffee, but I do have friends who have made their own and it's turned out really good. If you're wanting a non-dairy option, I recommend using a clean almond milk, meaning it only has two ingredients, water and almonds, nothing else, or a coconut-based creamer. I don't recommend drinking oat milk. I know, I'm sorry. That is a very popular option right now. The reason why I don't think it's great is because if they're not using organic oats to make the oat milk, you're drinking a lot of pesticides. Not to mention 99% of them have fillers and gums in them to make a thicker consistency. We won't even get into the whole oats and grains debate today, but it is something for you to think about if you typically drink oat milk or oat milk-based creamers in your coffee. I hope this didn't burst your coffee bubble too much. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I love coffee and I want you to be able to love your coffee and still feel good. If you have any questions or you have a recipe for a homemade coffee creamer you'd love to share, please email me at Hello at learntolivelowtox.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. If you have a friend who also loves coffee, I'd appreciate it if you would take a screenshot of this episode and send it to them. Friends don't let friends drink bad coffee. (laughs) Okay, friend, I will meet you back here next week for another episode. Hey friend, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope you learned something you can implement to take one step closer to living low tax. If you did, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave this podcast a rating and review. By doing so, you are helping other women like you find this podcast. Meet you back here for another episode soon. Until then, remember, one step at a time is all it takes.